Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Together Timer. And I'm so excited to have an incredibly interesting guest, which we're going to unpack some really interesting questions with. Um, Dinara is originally from Russia and she has lived in six countries in the last four years. That's a lot. She's a student of Minerva University, where she's studying designing societies and brand management. And while she's been studying, she's also been uh, creating inspirational content about self-development, global living, manifesting and figuring life out as a 20-something on her YouTube and Instagram. Uh, Dinara, it's so good to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastically. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to talk with you today. Likewise. So we have heard bits and pieces about Minerva over the years, and it sounds really, really cool. So we'd love for you to share a little bit about what that university is like and what your experiences have been like. Sure. For, so for anyone who doesn't know what Minerva University is, it's a program that's very, very innovative. It was founded in San Francisco in 2014. And so I'm in the third graduating class of Minerva. It's pretty new and it's also radically different. So we have a very different system of education. It's based on the science of learning. We have no lectures, no tests, no exams. And it's very, very engaging, very active. And I think the most unique, well, one of the most unique things about Minerva is that throughout your education, you sort of like move to a new country every semester. And that's the way I've been able to live in so many amazing cities around the world and immerse myself in cultures. So I'm just really, really grateful for this opportunity that I had when I was like 18 and I started it. Is there anything specific you want to know about Minerva? Well, no exams, no tests. How does that all work? We have a lot of written assignments. So okay. I think at first when I was like applying to Minerva, I was like, ooh, new system of education. I don't like lectures. This is perfect for me because I was a transfer student. Mm-hmm. I, I went to like a top school in Moscow and I really didn't like it. It wasn't. Um, yes, yeah, so it just I, I thought about this experience. And I was like, am I just going to spend another four years just like sitting in these lecture halls with like 200 other students not learning much? So Mm. Minerva was just really exciting for me in that way. But I don't think I could understand how much workload that would be because we have to do all the homework before each class. It's a lot, Mm. a lot of reading. And then we have like five, I don't know how many on average, depending on your course, you have to write a lot of essays throughout your semester and they are graded. And also when you talk in class, you have to talk in class and that will be graded. And for someone with a little bit of social anxiety at first, mm-hmm. I remember my first semester, I had this, you know, like the um, squeezy toy. They literally yeah, gave me squeezy toys. Wow, okay. In the, in the first week. And I was like sitting here with the squeezy toy with like uh, my lavender oil, just like <laughs> <laughs> trying to get adjusted Aww. to it. But after the first semester, it got like really easy and really like natural. So I think the workload, it's a lot. It takes time to adjust, but I've really enjoyed my education. I think that was like perfect for me, the kind of person I am. Mm -hmm. And we've also had it remote, right? So at Minerva, we study on our computers. There's like a special platform that Minerva has created. It's called The Forum. So you Mm -hmm. take all of your classes like online, um, live. And when the pandemic hit and we, we were luckily unaffected by it because we already adjusted yeah, to of like online education. So it was like a very unexpected perk. <laughs> well, one of the things that really was very interesting when I read your bio was the course that you're studying or the way you formed yeah. it. So designing societies and brand management. Well, I've heard brand management for a little bit. Yeah. But designing societies, that's really, really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? 
For sure. That's actually what I thought as well when I was applying to Minerva. I thought that would be really cool to do this course. It's a social sciences major and designing societies is about looking at how a society operates on the individual level, on the economic level and on the political level. So we had psychology classes, cognitive behavioral science classes. Mm -hmm. We had developmental economics course. Well, not we, I. (laughs) Developmental economics global economics. I had a class that was really, really interesting. That was part of this major. Um, the class was designing constitutions. So we actually oh, wow. spent like a whole semester deconstructing different constitutions in democratic, non-democratic states and like drafting our own. So that was like something very unique and special. I just really wanted to take the whole major like designing societies because I love talking to people i love learning about how people live and this Mm -hmm. whole subject of why is why are systems so different around the world right as a person who grew up in russia and then travels to the us i was so culture shocked like all of these things like why do politics are this way what do people think and so my curiosity for that like that drove me to take this major it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily like how can I make the most money when I graduate from college? <laughs> just like yeah. following my passions, my personal interests and brand management is sort of just like came in as I started posting on social media publicly mm-hmm. and sort of like developing my YouTube channel and understanding that I can build a brand online. That's when I was like drawn to business and that's where that came from. So overall, I think I've been really fortunate to have taken classes that respond to my interests very well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have to say I'm a bit jealous about the things that you've just talked about because it, <laughs> it all sounds so fascinating. Um, I had a similar experience. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I grew up as an expatriate, a Pakistani in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and then I moved to the UK to study. And um, even though I, I don't really have a, I don't, I don't know what my identity is because I have cultural roots everywhere. I, I love parts of my kind of Arab, Arabic tradition that I've, mm-hmm. I've taken along with me, like hospitality and family mm-hmm. and, and love and respect and then there's some aspects of the Pakistani food that I'll never give up and then also oh. I love being here in a liberal state and being able to That's do what true. I want to do and it's a it's a bit of a mix and mash but it's beautiful kind of, it, it is beautiful and I want you to kind of learn a little bit more because you you have been able to see multiple societies in this very short span of time what so there I, I think there are two parts of the question how have you been able to do this so because it's it's mm-hmm as you said, culture shock and different societies have different kind of rules and regulations. Uh, Have you been able to navigate that? But also what have you, what's been the most amazing thing or exciting thing that you've learned through those kind of experiences? Well, there are multiple, great question, by the way, there are multiple (laughs) ways I feel like to prepare yourself for like living in a different society, right? First of all, you Mm -hmm. just do research beforehand. That's really, really important. And Minerva actually provided, um, provided us with short, webinars or like in-person classes about each city before we moved in pretty much so that was really useful right to have a presentation about this is what you should like look after here or don't say this this is really disrespectful that's like super important and the second way to for me at least to like immerse myself successfully somewhere new is to be very open-minded and humble we all have a lot of assumptions about the world we all have a lot of things we think are true in reality your truth 
you believe in it a hundred percent someone else believes in something completely opposite and that's okay like it's possible mm -hmm. for us as human beings to comprehend the world this way and so every single time i would move right and i lived in india i lived in south korea i lived in argentina and germany and the uk and the us and so each place is so unique mm -hmm. my biggest not my biggest lesson but like one of the most important ways that i've adopted while living abroad is i'm literally no one let me just like listen and ask a lot of questions so i can mm -hmm. adapt i'm a big adapter like i love to bring in something of my own of course like my attitude and also share what i know about the world with people when they ask me but for the most part i'm like everything i know let me just erase it for a second yeah. so i can like absorb everything else like a sponge and then i can yeah. filter it out along the way so that's been really really helpful for me especially because i was an exchange student in the us when i was 15. oh wow and so that's young yeah i won i lived like i grew up in russia very normal upbringing and then there was this exchange program that was kind of like a grant from the U.S. government. And if you mm -hmm. pass, if you like pass all the tests, then they pay for everything. And you just like live in the U.S. for a year. And that was like the most culture shock I had ever experienced. And I feel like from that, that was like a good lesson for me to bring into Minerva yeah. as well. I kind of knew yeah. how to do it already. And I think the biggest thing I've learned through living in so many places is that people are all the same. Like, we think we're so different. We think we're so divided. We think that we can't agree on things. But deep down, when you just chat with with a woman or, with, like, with anyone, you know, like in India, and then you talk to another lady in Buenos Aires, people want the same things, okay? And it just, like, seeing the humanity in people around the world, and it just gave me this perspective of... I'm an observer. Whenever something happens, right, like whenever there's a big news or debates or whatever's happening, deep down, I know that people are all the same. We want the same things. We want to be happy. We want our families to be happy and healthy. And it's just those goals. We pursue them in the best way that we know. Mm -hmm. Right. Unless you're a psychopath. That's like a different, very small sure. <laughs> percentage sure. of the population. I yeah. just want to acknowledge that. So that's just been really interesting. And I think my favorite parts from like all the travel and stuff, it wasn't necessarily like the beautiful nature or the beautiful cities or the food, which food is huge. Food okay. is like really big, really <laughs> important. It was just like sitting down with a family that welcomed me in their home. Like when I was in India, for instance, I was just sitting in a Starbucks on a Sunday and I was reading and this girl came up to me and she was like, oh, you're reading alone? I was like, yeah. And she felt so bad for me because apparently like for her, being alone is like, you have to be with friends. And she was like, you yes, want me to yeah. sit with you? And Aww, I was like, cute. sure. And so she, we ended up talking a lot, had a lot of interest. She invited me to her home like the next week. And then next Sunday, I'm in like a little auto going like an hour <laughs> away wow. to her family home. Yeah. And like they welcomed me, we ate together. And that's when I was like, this feels like home. And the same way when I was in Korea, um, I made a friend there and we visited his aunt in Busan, which is like another, I lived in Seoul and this was in Busan. Never, she never met me or my friends in her life. And I was vegan at the time. Okay. And she prepared the whole meal, like plant-based, everything. It's like Korean food, right? Spent mm. the whole day cooking for us. We spent the whole day together. Didn't understand each other. Wow, <laughs> like, so no language. 
Yeah, okay. and you would like translate and help us, but overall you just kind of like you know the body language, all mm, that stuff mm. and it's just so wonderful and humbling and I know for a fact that those people are everywhere and yeah. like we're in the bot like in our hearts I feel like we're all the same. I'm sorry, I went on a very long rant about it with like Not at all. I, I I loved it and it was so beautiful yeah. for you to hear some of those stories. I think it's so crucial for young people moving forward to to have that attitude, this mm. humbleness, this approach to the world yeah. where accepting the different perspectives and learning from each other. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, um, we've we've been kind of hearing this term, the global village, for many, many years, right? Uh, or from the yeah. 90s. Um, and, and now more than ever, we are a global village. I mean, the pandemic yeah. just showed us how close we are that the fact that in a couple of weeks and months, um, a virus can spread so quickly. So we are mm. interacting, engaging, we're in with each other all the time um mm. but i also just oh yeah keep going yeah oftentimes we're, we're just we're just uh we're divided in our own belief systems and perceptions i mean mm. that causes us to lose so much of the beauty of humanity the mm. sense of community that comes about and i i think that you captured it so beautifully um sorry i i did interrupt you so go ahead please oh no 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 um i just wanted to add that also important thing is boundaries like while i'm talking about being a sponge absorbing everything and just mm -hmm. like being humble it's also extremely important to keep boundaries like personal boundaries to have a balance between the two mm -hmm. and for me personally right there's still things that i don't want to do there's still things that i will disagree with there's still like personal boundaries that i don't let people cross with me sure. and i think that's also extremely important as a person who's abroad it's really easy to write off bad behavior as cultural difference oh this person is yelling at me because in their culture that's okay maybe but maybe it's just you 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 still got to talk about it right or mm -hmm. maybe this guy is mistreating me because in this culture it's like different no boundaries are so important so i just wanted to add that because yeah it's like really crucial so um, sensitivity is so important and it's yeah although like experiences make that happen right you you become mm -hmm. you get that moral internal moral compass which guides you when you yeah. experience more and more things hopefully yeah so i want to touch upon another aspect of your life which is what you spend on the internet in terms of your yeah. social media presence um you've uh, set up your instagram account you have youtube you share a lot of thoughts and feelings <laughs> online um how did that first come about how did you start to develop this community and what's mm. most important about it for you great questions once again um well for me it started i i've loved instagram for a while before posting anything publicly just as a way to share my vision with the world right i okay. deeply believe that even though Instagram or like social media is oftentimes separated into consumers and creators, right? There are bloggers or like people who are making content and there are people who mostly consume it. I believe that everyone should be creating something could like, that would be wonderful um, because you're just sharing your vision with the world. It doesn't matter five people, 50 or like 5 million are seeing it. So I've always been doing it. And then when I started Minerva, I was in Korea so it was like my second year I thought it would be so nice to document things so that when I'm old <laughs> I can look back and be like ah oh, these are my college years and these were my friends and that was so nice yeah. so that was like a big step for me to make a YouTube video and be vulnerable and share like hi 
I'm Dinara, this is what I'm doing. And it really took off like six, eight months after I started uploading because Minerva became like a bigger thing. And I think a lot of people are curious about it. And then over time, the most important thing for me about social media is the community that I have, at least at the moment, because mm -hmm. I've been able to meet so many fantastic people, one person from your team, like including them, <laughs> through yes. just putting myself out there. Mm. Right. That's why I think more we all should be creating something and putting ourselves out there because you never know what magical friends, right? Or what incredible connections you're gonna get out of it. So mm -hmm. I really feel like at this point, and I only have like what 600, not oh, sorry, not 600, 6,000 followers on Instagram, right? But they're so international to the point that if I'm in Buenos Aires, I met so many people. Just like for me, hanging out with like five people, having like five coffee dates with my followers, like random people that I've never known before. Mm -hmm. And then we end up clicking, you know, and like having a really great time from Buenos Aires to Berlin to like, um, to San Francisco. It's like everywhere. There's someone who could become my friend mm -hmm. that I know just through social media. For me, that's so important because social media by itself, it's like a world that doesn't exist. It's really, let me explain my idea better. Go ahead, because it's an abstract concept. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited by it. So let's yeah, go ahead. I deleted Instagram yesterday because I felt overwhelmed. Like I was, so many messages and, you know, the endless scroll when you just like get mm -hmm, stuck on mm -hmm. the app for two hours, which is like a huge problem, right? The mental health, the way it affects mental health. And once in a while I do breaks. So I deleted Instagram last night and today I woke up feeling so rejuvenated, feeling so much better. And I was like, mm -hmm crazy and I was on the bus today riding and instead of being on my phone and scrolling I was just looking outside and like enjoying the view and I thought wow for me right now like social media is kind of my world I exist so much there but when I delete it off my phone it just doesn't exist anymore yeah, yeah. like there's it's really difficult, <laughs> difficult to grapple with but real I want there to be a social media app that after you use it you want to live more you want to like, you're there for 20 minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, the world is so amazing. Let me put down my phone, go out there and explore. But what kind of social media apps do we have right now? You're on it for 20 minutes and then you get stuck for an hour and then another hour and then another hour. And then suddenly it's 2 a.m. Yeah, and you put yeah. your phone down, you feel bad about yourself. You go to sleep, like hating yourself for doing this and you wake up the next morning, like tired and the cycle goes on and on. And I'm saying it confidently because so many people have told me this mm -hmm. like i've asked people online i've asked people in person everyone i know has experienced this and so as a content creator online to me it's extremely important to put out like things that will hopefully make people feel better and will make them want to live more instead mm -hmm. of numb their feelings on social media that's like super important for yeah. me yeah I mean, there's so many things to unpack there, and I feel like we can easily go over our 25-minute mark. I think we've. Uh, you, you, I, th I hope you think uh, you've made a friend today as well in our on our podcast. Um, the first thing I wanted to understand, obviously, social media is designed as a recommender system to continuously prompt you and keep you in their system. That's that's how yeah. they business model wise. That's how it works. So, telling sharing your 
your kind of your feelings about just deleting and, and and to be honest i do the very same thing um i also have moments of the day where i spend a couple of hours outside mm. running and, and swimming and cycling and because that's my only way of like mm. breaking free of the confines of the internet um that's amazing and and it's it's also something that grounds me so i i, I really really appreciate but at the same time there's this powerful connection the ability mm. to meet so many incredible people that that the network provides. Yeah. I wonder when you create content, do you think the content is the most important thing or is your community? And to kind of like, uh, maybe I'm, I'm answering the question a little bit, but do you think your content serves as attractors for people that believe or share visions, experiences and inspiration that you do? Absolutely. I think it's a loop. The kind of content I put out defines what audience I have. Because only people who resonate with me will like follow, right? And consume this content. Except for like a couple people that just don't follow me, but still share their opinions um, very negatively. (laughs) That exists as well. But that's what social, okay. Social media is the same as the world. Whatever you focus on, that's your world, right? Mm -hmm. So on social media as well, like if you're on Instagram and you're liking things that are really upsetting, negative, that are like, complaining about life or like some stuff like that if you keep liking it you will see more of it right confirmation bias you know the confirmation yeah you just like keep confirming that whatever beliefs you have but if you're on social media and for example i post on my stories how i'm meditating here's a link to a meditation right if i'm sharing like oh today i wrote down 50 things i'm grateful for and make me feel so amazing you guys should try it out and then people send me their list that they're doing it as well mm-hmm. that's fantastic right or if i'm sharing like something guys i'm doing like a one week detox from instagram do you want to join me that's also kind of like a way to kind of balance it mm-hmm. <laughs> and make people feel a little bit better. And also answering a question about the like, content versus community. I've been so fortunate that I believe in the law of attraction, right? Or I believe in manifesting. I believe in self-development. I believe mm-hmm. in a lot of things. Um, and my audience does as well. Or mm-hmm. if they, they don't, they're open-minded to it and we have conversations. And then we can meet in person. That's super important for me, like the conversion from online connections into inter, like real in-person interactions. Yeah, that's yeah. meaningful for me. It's just really vulnerable, extremely vulnerable to the mo- point that sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to post this. Or, you know, when you when I share myself, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, no. I'm, I'm like, I, it gives me anxiety sometimes to open my messages because <laughs> I'm like, out of these 20 messages, there must be one that's negative and that's gonna like just throw me off probably yeah yeah so i have that fear and i I think that's why a lot of people choose not to be vulnerable online or not to put themselves out there Mm -hmm. because it is scary but it is worth it i guess i i think it is worth it (laughs) at the end of the day well that was literally my question was how do you cope with being vulnerable and um Mm. you you mentioned about all these different aspects of your belief system and you talk a lot yeah. about spirituality on your account which is controversial um there's and we, we you you've just also talked earlier in this conversation about the celebration of the differences opinion the different perspective yeah. that each human brings in how do you deal with the, the hateful comments though because out of the 95 percent mm. of beautiful beauty that exists in our society in our community that five percent is still gonna leave you not feeling mm. great yeah. okay great question i thought about it so much 
Um, first of all, I don't think that spirituality is controversial. I think it's just a belief system, an opinion. Like if somebody's posting that, they... okay. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want right. to show like bad examples. But for example, if somebody believes in astrology and they post about it, are you going to go on their page and say like, this is so stupid? Blah, blah, blah. That's just like ridiculous, right? So I don't mm -hmm. think spirituality is controversial. It's just a belief system and it could trigger people, mm -hmm. which is fine. The way I deal with hateful comments, uh, number one, I send love. Not like in a pretentious, like condescending way, like, oh, I'm sending love to you. But more of like, wow, something must have really hurt you or something like it must be difficult to be living life in this moment for you. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't literally message them. I rarely do because sometimes it can sound condescending. But just like in my head, I read something and I'm like, I hope they feel better. Like, I hope some like, you know, like mentally mm -hmm. sending mm -hmm. energy. Some, yeah <laughs> that's like the most important thing about social media to me community content but all of it is just energy right mm -hmm. anyways and then i do that sometimes i block people that's super powerful if someone's talking to me in person and they're like arguing with me without my consent or i'm not gonna talk to them i'm just gonna walk away we can do the same thing online it's so easy you just block people access to me is a privilege in real life or online and i, I believe love that. yes like for you as well right mm -hmm. this is a privilege to be talking to you right now we're literally like sharing opinions giving each other time so mm -hmm. why should people feel like people can feel like they're allowed right they have yeah. permission yeah. to be this way but i don't consent to it and if i don't consent i'm just gonna block it and the last thing that has helped me um also just want to mention some things are hateful comments some co and some messages just disagree with me, but in a very respectful, loving way, right? I I accept those and I talk with those people. The last perspective, super helpful. Somebody might say something bad about you online, send you hate, whatever. And the end of the day, you're living your amazing life. You read it, you laugh at it, you put your phone away, and then you go back to your wonderful friends. You mm -hmm. eat delicious food. You're in yeah. your house that you've like, you know, did it all yourself. You're living the life you created that you love that gives me gives you so much joy. Why does it matter what people think about you? You know, it's like, mm -hmm. would you rather have the comfort of agreeing? Like, how do I say it? Would you rather have the comfort of everybody liking you because you don't stand for anything? You know, you don't, I don't. Wait, let me let me say it in the best way. Would you rather have the comfort of people liking you? or not sending hate your way, right? Or would you rather live your best life? Like your dream life? Mm -hmm. I will take this. And if it comes with a little bit of hate, that's fine. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's I'm... not just online, like, sorry, just really quickly. It's not just online. It's mm -hmm. for every single person. Like if you go to school and some of your classmates are not nice, you're still gonna stand up for yourself, right? You're still gonna Absolutely. do those things that you wanna go after. And with jobs, like with every single aspect of life, it's always about like choosing you, respecting yourself, your boundaries, and yeah, just <laughs> not paying attention to that as much. Sorry, I love that. And I'm, and I'm so curious to continue our conversation. Maybe we'll have to bring you on again at some point. But we have reached our time limit and it's been sure. amazing to have you. Thank you so much, Nora. I hope you have a, a lovely rest of the day and we look forward to hearing and Thank seeing you, you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.